a good running episode of The Wheel Nerds start like this. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 67. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. And we're going to be talking about motorcycles. You know, I ought to be playing Halo 4 right now. I don't get the Halo thing. I don't get it at all. I mean, rappers play Halo, so now we must all play Halo. Halo was a game that you could play a lame first-person shooter that happened to be able to attach online, and it just happened to be the first one there, so the whole series must be good, right? Oh, wait, no. You know why you don't like this game? Why? You don't like this game because there's not a big board, cardboard thing you could stand up on a table, and you can hide behind it, and you roll your dice while the other people are all looking at you, worried that you're going to throw them in some horrible, dangerous situation at any moment, because that's what you like to do? Well, admit it. Yeah. If I can bring you a bag full of dice that you could play while we're doing Halo, would that would that make it better? Oh, I have a few I keep in the bike. See? <laughs> Jerk. Come on. I love throwing people into dangerous, life-threatening situations. That's true. Yes, it's very true. I should be playing Halo right now. Whatever, dork. I'm sitting out there waiting. You and the rappers and the guys with pickup trucks who play fantasy football can go play fucking Halo. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll kick their asses doing it. Oh, no, I I'm going to run over a motorcyclist tomorrow. The only thing I have to be afraid of is a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, we actually got a, a submission from uh, Johnny D, who's a rider coach. Yo, Johnny D, rolling up in the hood. Yeah, what's up? Wow. The guys with pickup trucks will love you. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me take my shirt off. <laughs> hey, Todd and Chuck. This is Johnny D from New York. I recently listened to your episode where Todd mentioned a woman falling in the first exercise of the basic skills course and that he almost laughed. That reminded me of two funny experiences I had teaching the same course where I had to keep from laughing. And it was really tough, given my sense of humor and lack of maturity. These situations had nothing to do with sucky writing, which I don't find funny at all, really. The truth is that sucky writing in this course scares me. For the record, it's not that I enjoy laughing at the expense of students. It's just that these happenings were funny, and it's hard not to find them humorous. Bottom line, these stories need to be shared. At our site, we can have two coaches basically doing a class of 24 for the classroom sessions. So there I was standing at the front of the room with 24 of your usual suspect students. We're discussing the content and the subject of friction zone and clutch use came up. So I'm asking questions, they're answering, we're having a good discussion. And I ask, what happens if you just dump the clutch? The man right in front of me, 40, 50-year-old man says, you jerk off. As soon as I heard it, I just wanted to laugh my ass off. As I looked around the room, I thought about making a wisecrack. Instead, I just followed up with another student and kept right on talking. Would you have been able to keep your mouth shut? <clears throat> no. No, I didn't, I didn't think so. I think you would have been on the floor curled up in a ball giggling. But, but, but jerk off is not the funniest part. It oh. gets better. Okay. Now, a lot of people ask sometimes, they're like, do you ever have any hot chicks in the, in the class? And I said, oh, yeah, all the time. And apparently so does Johnny. The second exercise, you have to sit on the motorcycle and basically with the engine running, walk it back and forth across the parking lot and ultimately ride it back and forth across the parking lot. I remember this woman struggling a little bit. 
She wasn't doing too bad. She was working hard. So I'm right next to her, kind of coaching her as she is turning around this motorcycle. And she was using every bit of her five foot four height and strength to turn this motorcycle around. So as I'm encouraging her, I hear a little <laughs> as the woman was tightening her torso to turn this bike around, she let one go. Not only was this fart between just her and I, but it was obviously never discussed. She might not have even known she did it. Ironically, she's definitely the type of person that would never fart in public, but we all know farts are funny. Surprise farts are even funnier. Oh, that's just hot chicks who had Mexican food for breakfast. Huevos <laughs> <laughs> Rancheros! That's what I look forward to the most about being on a motorcycle is I can fart at will. Yeah, nobody knows. I'll be sitting next to you in a stoplight so many times just farting while I'm chatting. Yeah. Think about that the next time we go riding. No, it's all right. I'm doing it all the time too. <laughs> We're just sitting in our own noxious clouds. <laughs> the real problem is when you wear a one-piece suit and you do that long enough and you unzip the suit and it's like, ah! <laughs> no, no. The real problem is you're wearing a one-piece suit and you do that and you're not sure. <laughs> There are no good options at that point. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do I take the suit off? Mm. What will they say if they just see me pull over really fast and go running into the woods? <laughs> is it too late? Is it too late? <laughs> oh, it's, it's too late. And it always happens on a bumpy road, too. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, I don't have the third cup of coffee. Oh, God, what did I do? Oh, man. This is why I don't drink coffee. <laughs> I had some coffee at uh, 10,000 feet this weekend. Oh, yeah? You and you Claire went for a ride. That's right. I was yeah, we did my a, garage. Yeah, we did a closing out this season ride. We went up over Mirror Lake Highway and through Evanston. You think the season's over? Uh, you I know, know we're, it, we're it supposed to get damn some cold snow. and snowy up there. We're supposed to get some snow Friday. It was How cold much snow and snowy. Uh, Mirror Lake had some in the in the shady spots. Yeah, Monte Cristo had like ten inches of snow on either side of the road. No kidding. Yeah. Oh wow. So there's there's plenty. Oh, you know, wow. I, I was I was going through Mirror Lake, and I was like, maybe we can go a little another weekend or two. Yeah. And it's just goddamn cold up there. And the weird thing is, it was empty. So Mirror Lake Highway is this highway here in Utah where everybody goes to camp and stuff, and it was just fucking deserted. It was really weird. We saw one other car the whole time. Okay. Bizarre. Claire told me you guys ran across a Busa crash site. Yeah, yeah. We were coming around. There's this spot uh, where everybody hangs out called Mountain Green. There's this straightaway that comes into a real easy corner on a pretty fast road. Yeah. On trappers there. This person had biffed it on the straight part. What? We couldn't figure out how. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So when you leave you Mountain, Mountain Green, Green yeah, and you turn left out to yep, go up Trappers. Yep, and you go up Trappers, and you're going on kind of, you go around an easy left, and then it dips yeah. down, and then you start going up the hill, and yeah. there's another easy left. Yeah. Yeah, that's where he biffed it. Like in the middle of the road, or did he go off? He, like, it looked like he hit the guardrail or what something. What did you see? Right was, was he there? No, there's no person there. There was okay. the Busa, which looked like it had been you know pretty pretty banged up. So the bike was just there? The bike was standing up on its side stand with a bunch of like rescue guys standing around it going, motorcycle. Yeah, and there was cop cars everywhere, and there were like pieces of fairing everywhere. Holy crap. Yeah, that was bizarre. The cool thing, though, actually, that we ran into is when we were there talking about it, we were BSing about it with a guy and his daughter who were out for a ride, Okay, which I thought was really cool. Cool. So he had his daughter in full set of gear. You know, she was like 12, behind 13. Behind or on a yeah, bike? behind him on, oh, on okay. his bike. What was he riding? Uh, it was just like a sport bike, some Yamaha sport bike thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So his daughter was riding behind him. You know, he had a full nice set of gear for her and everything. And oh, she nice. was just thrilled to be out there, which is pretty cool. How know? old? Like I said, about 13-ish. 13-ish. Something okay. like that. Yeah. 
you know, at that age where like it's it's acceptable to go riding with dad because he's mm-hmm. not super lame, but you know, and he's on a nice bike. Yeah, he's on a relatively nice bike. Not so a versus. Yep. Or not Ulysses. a versus. No, no. Or a Strom. No. no. <laughs> None of those ugly, embarrassing bikes. Can you imagine what the Strom's going to be like when my daughter's old enough to ride on the back of it? I'm just picturing this lonely wheel rolling down a dusty road <laughs> on fire. It's not that bad. <laughs> on fire. I, I tend to go with Austin Vince's theory of, you know, I'll ride my bike until it is inevitably consumed in flames. <laughs> you walking away in slow motion, smoking. Poor <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, enough gas. <laughs> yep, it's going to happen. Yep. Uh, let's see, we got a picture to look at. Oh, yes, we do. This, uh... I like this idea. It's uh, a phone cover that will keep your phone dry. It's a guy with an iPhone on a RAM mount, and he took a soda bottle uh-huh, and cut put the top it over off it. and put it on, yeah. I point out that this isn't a bicycle, not a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Idea seems sound. Yeah, it's a sound notion. Um, yeah. I bet it's really hard to see anything on the phone. Yeah. Especially when it's wet because you get a weird lens effect from it. That's probably a good thing, I guess. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm thinking on a motorcycle. That's really not the time to be dorking with your phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hold on. Meep, 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 uh, you, you could talk to Siri and have her do yes. so. I've been wondering about that. Siri, I want a cheeseburger. Summon the BMW helicopters. <laughs> I, I was reading a thread that Siri has problems with wind noise and stuff. I'm shocked. So I'm, I'm holding out. The underlying technology Siri uses is something I use at work all the time. And when it's good, it's good. And when it's bad, it is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I wish what Cena would add to their Bluetooth thing. What's that? An external mic. Interesting. I pulled up. Uh, I went to the bank to deposit. Went through the drive-through uh-huh. lane, and you know, I turned it all the way down. Uh-huh. And it was still really hard because you know they're talking through the speaker in the drive-through lane, right? So like, <laughs> and I'm like, they're. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd be like, really cool if there was just a little rocker switch and like mm-hmm. a little mic right there, and I could just converse. Mm-hmm. Would you like it to be like sampled down a lot so it'd be like? <laughs> you know what I want it to do? What's that? I want it to make the click noise. So the click you're being a dog. Click you. Click you all night long. Over. That got awkward. <laughs> That's what I want. Oh, that's what I want for my helmet. <laughs> Deliberately down not sample not radio. just not just a microphone, but a little speaker too. So. <laughs> See this this is the this is the future. A buddy of mine is at work. Is actually he's a colossal dork. You've got buddies. Yeah, work buddies. You know, people you work with who you kind of they're oh they're with. they're paid to interact with you. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, Speaking of your mom, check is late this month. Check. <laughs> He's got it in his head. He's gonna. He's got a little uh, computer, and he's gonna wire up a setup so that the computer turns on when the bike turns on and begins recording from two cameras. He's going to mount on his bike all the time. It's impressive. The difference is with this guy when he says he's going to do that and he's gonna run it to 12 volt power. He's gonna do it. This is a guy who makes his own circuit boards. Wow, that's yeah. kind of. I'm he, looking forward to seeing that. What does he ride? He's just bought an Intruder 1400. Okay. I told him enjoy the hundred mile range and the worst seat ever invented. <laughs> But it does uh, go fast over short distances. That's a pretty cool idea, though. I like the idea. We I finally mean, see I why the gizmos. we finally see why the Hero Two. Yeah, I'm sorry. We finally see why the GoPro Two is on closeout everywhere. Yeah, because of the GoPro Threes, which look pretty badass. Mm, yes, 
On the other hand, I, I use my GoPro a lot, and then I don't do anything with the footage. So, you know, yeah. I should get a new, more expensive camera where I won't do anything with the footage. <laughs> <laughs> You're just using it wrong, Todd. Yes, clearly. Clearly. Wrong. Need I to, need to put it in my pants. You need to mount it to your shoe mm-hmm. and then just walk up to women wearing skirts. You're a sick <laughs> Hello, half Japanese. Oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. <laughs> Why do you think they invented those cameras? Not for fucking motorcycles. <laughs> yes. Speaking of dorky motorcycles and people doing strange things with them, I think the R2-D2 scooter deserves a note. Yes. So we have a Vespa R2-D2 themed scooter. With, yeah. With uh, R2 painted on the front. And- I like the uh, I like the suitcase on the back. I yeah. long thought it would be really cool to have like a big leather portmanteau or something on the back of the Ural. I like the stickers on it. Yep. <laughs> Endor, Darth Vader. Yep. Yeah. It's cool. It's yeah. a good theme. It came together. It looks good on the scooter. It looks really good. It doesn't it doesn't look weird or out of place and you can actually still ride the scooter, which I think is a plus. He could totally get some ass with this bike. Possibly. Yes, although probably from serious nerds, but hey, you know, nerd women. Yeah, but look how many women show up dressed as slave layout to conventions. <sighs> That's true. That's true. And Velma was always the hottest in Scooby Doo. Well, yeah, just because she sort of had that lesbian vibe. Mm-hmm. And you know, once she got that shirt off, she was going to have a great pair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every time Fred just walked off without either one of the mm-hmm. girls, they were just kissing. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. stop Having a moment. Ah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Classifieds. Ooh, boy. Ooh, motorcycles we can buy for, for low prices. Okay, where first we have a 2006 Z1000. Take over payments. Take over payments. Uh, the 2006 Kawasaki Z1000, it was hit in a parking spot, breaking the transmission cover, bending the handlebars, and breaking the tail. I have most of the parts which just need to be installed. I am currently making payments through Kawasaki and Barney's. Who's Barney's? Oh, When I bought the bike, it was it's a big purple dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. He loves okay. you. I, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when he bought the bike, it was listed at 7200 I currently owe a little under 5300 I am willing to sign over payments. For a bike that's not worth this much. <laughs> and you take the bike off my hands. So he's got a six-year-old bike mm-hmm. that he's into – for wow more than it's worth yeah <laughs> i mean it was worth about five grand once he rolled it off the lot yeah you know leave us not forget and, and it's broken and i particularly like the fact that he's got the uh, the picture of one looking really nice that is not his <laughs> no fucking way uh, no way is that his the tail section looks fine the handlebars don't look bent everything looks fine on this bike and the clutch cover is still there you know, this could be his old bike or an old picture of his bike. Yes, this is what it looked like when it wasn't a giant piece of shit. Yeah. You too could have a giant piece of shit that was once looking like this. Just you, take over payments. Yeah, just take over the payments. 150 on my, a month. 150 a month for owing seven grand. Uh, he must have a really high interest rate. I pay a lot less than that on a much larger loan than that. I bet he does have a high interest rate because he's probably a billy. Mm, he does have that feel about it. And he bought it at a place called Barney's, which is just odd. Because I've got this odd thing in my head that says most of the loans for motorcycles are uh-huh. essentially like credit card. So yeah, a got, lot of the ones that you get from the manufacturers are. So you got your high interest rates. and mm, mm. 0% for a little bit and then, ah, gotcha, suckers. 0% for a, as long as it takes for you to get out of the lot. <laughs> as long as it takes for you to get out of the lot and uh, also break the clutch cover and bend the handlebars <laughs> in the tail section. Hit in the parking lot. So this is a, a newish bike that comes with a box of parts. That's impressive. That's great. Next up. Ghost Rider Jump Bike. What is it with Utah and famous bikes? 
Well, you know, actual movie bike. Nicolas Cage, comma, Johnny Blaze. Okay, well, how often do you have the opportunity to buy a famous motorcycle from a movie? Many question marks. Here is your chance. I own the jump bike that was used in the first Ghost Rider movie. It is an amazing bike and a piece of history. There's a lot of history and a long story about how the bike came to be. Right. It started out as a Buell over in Australia where the movie was filmed, but underwent extensive modifications for the film. I can share that info with serious buyers. Call, text, or email if you're serious, and we can talk about this bike. I'm asking $9,500 or best offer. May consider trades for other bikes. <laughs> There's a few problems I can see here. One, it's had Nicolas Cage's ass on it. Yes. Yes, that springs to mind. Two, uh, it's been taken off some jumps. Yeah. Three, it's a Buell. And? Well. What? What? It's a Buell that's more than a couple of years old. Yeah. It's shiny. It is It is quite shiny. It I has don't, flames. I don't know what Buell this is. <sighs> Looks like it could be one of the old pre-fuel pre and frame ones, if I was to guess. Yeah, that does look like a fairly yeah. conventional frame, doesn't it? I think it's it? an old Buell. Swing arm, too. Yep. So, chip bike. Now we got the Ghost Rider bike. Mm-hmm. What's next? Oh, please. Please say it's one of the dirt bikes done up like a sport bike from Torque. <laughs> Please, please, please. <laughs> the priest bike will end up here in Utah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have a dirt bike. In Moriarty. Uh, yeah, Albuquerque, I guess. For sale, needs work. I have the tank. 450 or best offer. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> what is it? It's the, I'm guessing it's just a gas tank for a dirt bike. <laughs> for sale, needs work. I have the tank. <laughs> What about the rest of it? How about wheels? It's Handlebars? A, there's a box. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can only hope there's a box of crap enough to make a bike. I hope there's two boxes. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> there's a, I don't think one box is going to hold enough. There's a problem there. <laughs> Next up, we got a 2003 Gixxer 600. Oh, yeah. 2003 all Alstair edition Gixxer what? 600. Asking 1500 because it needs a little work. We'll need a new front tire, clutch cable, chain, shifting rod inside the crankcase. Other than that, it runs great. Front tire, clutch cable, chain, and shifting rod inside the crankcase. So the engine turns, I think. <laughs> The lights come on. Yeah. Really really don't want to sail it, but don't have the money to fix it right now and really don't have the time to ride it. 1500 is firm, so don't lowball me. It won't cost more than 350 to get it fixed, and that's labor included. Really? Front tire, clutch cable, chain, and shifting rod inside the crankcase. That's bullshit. Now, just, I mean, a tire alone is going to be... A tire alone is 200 Yeah. Front tire and labor for everything else will be the most expensive part. The chain popped off, and that's why it needs the parts that it does. Uh, Popped off. (laughs) Popped off. Nathan, is that you? (laughs) It's happened to me once before. I (laughs) just didn't put a new chain on it, so that's how I know how much it will cost. He put it back on. Plus, I've already taken it apart and put it back together to see the letter what happened. So the chain popped off, and then it happened again. You think he knows he's got the wrong size chain? I mean, what did you do? Just, like, buy the chain and put the whole thing on without sizing it down to the right number of links, maybe? Uh, maybe. You think it drags on the ground? Maybe. It makes awesome sparks? Maybe he just put the link backwards on again. Yeah. The master link? Maybe he just put that backwards on again? How did he get a sport bike chain with a with a clip master link? He just special order that kind of shit. So they don't make them for sport bikes? Or? Well, they do, but, you know, like, nobody supplies them. <laughs> Everybody supplies a rivet chain. Okay. Uh, is so, it my imagination or is I, that sitting on an ominous oil spot? It's on some sort of puddle. 
Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a mysterious puddle underneath it. That could just be raining. Just right there, just underneath the center source section of the bike. Maybe he was underneath where the gas tank and the oil is. Maybe he was crying. Could be, yeah, because <laughs> the chain popped off. I mean, I, what makes more sense that he bought a link that he put on wrong twice, or he just bought a big chain and swung it on there and was like, "Whoa." Let's I'm, go. <laughs> I'm going with a big chain explanation. And then he picked it back up off the road <laughs> and put it back on. And put it back on. Except then it wouldn't slip off. It would. It would. It would pop. It would hang on one of the wheels. I guess it could slip. I. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, really, my chain popped off twice. Then stop fucking doing it like that, you idiot. Fifteen hundred, though. I mean. Okay, but here's the thing that springs to my mind. Okay. His chain popped off twice. Yep. What else has he done to this thing? That he's not clutch you? cable. What? Why would that? Why would a chain mess with his clutch cable? It wouldn't. That's my point. Shifting rod inside the crankcase. He's doing wheelies like mad on this. That's what's going on. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then what do he do to his front tire? Don't know. He's doing stoppies. Could be. I don't know, man. This is Billy to stunter going wrong. I, I can't. I, I don't know where to start with it. It's bizarre. Yeah. Won't cost more than three fifty. Bullshit. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> Lies. On the other hand, fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> if you buy this bike, you deserve everything you get. You know, remember when I sold the Buell for fifteen hundred? People were like having fistfights in my garage for it. That's true. That's true. And uh, it was possessed. That's true. And it shot fire out the exhaust. <laughs> so who knows? Maybe maybe this is the bargain of the century. I'm not going to find out. <laughs> Next up, we've got another Gixxer. Gixxer 600s. You gotta, oh man, all the Billies have bought them and they're like, where am I gonna put this for the winter? <laughs> That's a custom paint job. The bike is flaked out. The rims are two. I paid 3K for two summers ago. It has a two bothers on it so loud so people can hear you has leads. I have an extra rear tail painted the same way I'm geared one down, four up. No joyrides. Hmm. Why would you talk about your gearing? Is that unusual? Did he change the Gixxer? No, he uh, he put a uh, four teeth up and one few tooth down on the back. Oh, okay. That's actually the way you want to do it because then he still has two prime numbers probably, which is good. What? You know, it would... <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> the bike is geared higher now, right? Okay. So that he can go faster on it. Okay. For a given RPM. So he just changed his sprockets? Yeah, he just okay. changes his sprockets and so you change your ratio. Okay. The more common thing people will do is they will go up in the back and down in the front. The result of that will be a lower gearing. You do that a lot on Stroms and other big honker bikes if you want a little slower first gear and a little more uh, okay. wheelie action. I haven't seen it explained that way. One down, four up. I always just see people saying mm-hmm. I've changed so X and X many teeth sprockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that makes sense. One down, four up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he's in like higher gear all the time. So you can go totally fast with his two bothers exhaust, which will bother people. Because what I thought that meant was he pushes down once for first and then up four times to go through the rest of the gears. <laughs> That's how they're all geared. Yeah. Wait a minute. Where's his sixth gear? That's the trap. One down, four up. Where did you put sixth gear, Billy? What did you do with it? That's why I'm like. You're keeping it, aren't you? Why? <laughs> that bike came with six. I better get all six when I buy it or we're going to have words. Does that look flaked? That is there very flaked. Now it looks like a bass boat. 
And he's got the carbon fiber mirrors with the singles. and You know, Jeff did that with his dear departed Gixer. He uh, did the bass boat paint job after the first time he binned it. Yeah. After the second time he binned it, there wasn't enough bike left to uh, <laughs> paint. But <laughs> hmm. yeah, this guy did it on purpose. 7700 for an 08 Gixer. Yeah, but it looks like a bass boat. So, you know. What do you think he paid 3000 for a couple of years ago? The paint job? Could be, or maybe he paid three grand or for the for bike. Rims, rims. I, yeah, I don't know. Two bothers. Um, he couldn't have paid three k for the bike because why no, would he no be way. asking seventy seven hundred? Because he's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> because dude, it looks like a bass boat. <laughs> some some redneck's gonna come up. He's gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna get one of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> so it's uh, I'm not I'm not paying for the bass boat tonight's like Gixer night. It's Gixer night. Yeah. Total Gixer night. Oh, next up we have a Suzuki. Oh, three Suzuki 1000 Gixxer. <laughs> Hi, I have this fast-ass bike as hell. It's strong and it has tags up to date till July 2013. It clean title, bad part. It needs face, upper bracket. It wrong strong because I run into how you see in the pick. <gasps> what? Because I driver how you see it in the pick. Okay. The lights work and speedometer. Everything <laughs> works. Just need the front plastic and bracket. It comes with also the cage AS UC and the front foot peg aftermarket alone does with two parts are like... Five to six hundred dollars worth. Call me your text. Uh, what? And look at the picture. Yeah, that's uh, that's been billied pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That front fairing is just tore that's, up uh, the hell. Pretty, pretty ripped up. And people have signed it. Well, you know, it it, it wrongs strong because I driver how you see it in pics. People are have signed his front fairing. Cause like, I driver, how you see it in pics, Chuck? Like it's a like it's a cast. Everything and works. I can read it. Too mm-hmm. fast, too furious. <laughs> Except it's two, not two. This this is a this, this is, is a terrible terrible thing. This is a Billy. Man, they are they are out in force this okay, time this, of year. This Craigslist is from uh, it's from L.A. Uh-huh. Los Angeles. So, yeah. yeah, you got a Billy on his busa. Wait a minute. Where in Los Angeles? <gasps> Compton. You mean this bike is straight out of Compton? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> why do I keep wanting to say this is busa? That's not right. Not, no, it's a Gixxer 1000. Okay. I'm like, why do I keep wanting to say busa? It's stuck in my head. Busa, 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 Next. Oh, look, we have a news story. Mm-hmm. It's about Suzuki. And I'm sad. Suzuki Seeks Chapter 11 will refocus on motorcycles, ATV, and marine. Hey, you have Suzuki products. Yes. You have a Suzuki motorcycle. Yes, I do. Don't you also have something else at Suzuki? I also you have, have a Suzuki, a Suzuki car. A what? A car. Wow. Huh. It's a shame because I like the car. You didn't buy enough of them. Apparently not. <laughs> All I bought was the one car. <laughs> but I guess I can still get the Quad King ATV line TM. As well as its marine products. Buy more Gixxers. I've spent more time swearing at Suzuki Motors than I think any other motor on the face of the planet. You know that? I'm surprised. I am too, actually, because their cars were great and well-priced. I guess maybe they just weren't moving. Mm-mm. I mean, the little the little ones like mine, you see everywhere. I can't think of a Suzuki car besides yours. Yeah, I think that's the problem, is they sold four of mine for every other car they sold, and they didn't sell that many of mine. Yeah. I'm bummed. They still do motorcycles. Yes, yes, they're going to keep doing motorcycles <laughs> and the fucking outboard motors. I had a five-horsepower Suzuki outboard motor on a uh, an aluminum skiff when I was younger. Okay. It was the one my dad didn't use, so it was mine, basically. And it did. That was the beginning of the swearing at Suzuki motors. Oh. Here, here are the things that did not do. Start, continue running, 
reliably. It's funny that they're going to focus on boat motors. Yes. <laughs> considering what you're saying. Hopefully not this particular boat motor. But, you know, considering the boat motor required for $100, what can you do? Yeah. Next, we've got uh, a story from Huffington Post. So this is a cool, neat little story. Yeah, yeah. I often think about uh, what would happen if I found my first motorcycle. And I think the answer is I'd probably set it on fire. <laughs> But, you know, if it was something cool like this guy's old uh, Harley. Yeah, I mean, this is a cool bike. I mean, as much shit people give to Harley, Mm -hmm. they're still cool bikes years later. This is an old, cool, classic bike. Yeah. So he went out and he was looking around for one like his old one and he found his old one. Mm Mm-hmm. With all of the the dings and everything else that he put on it. I guarantee you when I'm 75 years old, Mm -hmm. I won't be out there looking to buy my 2003 Ninja 250. <laughs> yeah. Will you be looking around for your Buell? Maybe. I suggest you start in the scrapyards. Oh. That's all right. By then, the Strom will be consumed in flames. <laughs> You'll be able to find the Buell and the Strom at the same time because they'll both have been melted down and turned into buckets. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, this is cool. He finds a freaking his Harley and he's got yeah, these all awesome these good memories. memories of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is a really cool story. It kind of underscores how much your bike defines you as a person. Right. Like to a perverse level. Right. So Melinda sent this to us saying, you know, this is why she'll never sell her little pink Vespa. Mm-hmm. But I'm not getting the same vibe from the Vespa as I do to Harley. No. No. No, you don't. You don't walk by. You're like, damn, that is a sweet ass Vespa. And you want to jump on it and ride around town and be like, <laughs> Turns out, no. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. I think she does that, though. <laughs> no, but I will show you something that does make me giggle. Okay. So in Japan, mm-hmm. land of many, many strange things. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is a, a cool new apartment design. Apartment block design for motorcycle owners. Right. So, so what are this they... Is a, this is a multi-level... I mean, they've taken uh-huh. what could be a traditional Japanese apartment block. block. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they've turned it into one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight apartments. Wow. And they are teeny. They are teeny three-story apartments. And the first floor of each apartment is essentially a garage for your motorcycle. Which also has the shitter and a bathtub, washing machine yeah. in it. Looks like laundry and bathtubs down there too. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's a nice concrete floor. Mm-hmm. And the door to your apartment is your garage door for your bike. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it's set in like a little cul-de-sac design so mm-hmm. you can everyone can easily turn their bike around. It's an interesting idea. I, I can't get over the size of Japanese apartments, but I guess that's normal. Huh. Yeah, most people live in what they call an LDK or a, a LDK. What's that stand for? Living room, dining room, kitchen. So studio. Yeah, essentially okay. a studio. All right. If you have a family, you might have a two room studio. Mm-hmm. The bathroom shower thing is like from a cruise ship. Oh, right, where the shitter's in the shower. Yeah. So you can shit and brush your teeth and take a shower all at the same time. Yeah. Wow, that's convenient. Yeah. Wait I, a second. I see something in here that's not true to life. <laughs> Take a look at the little figurines they've posed in the little apartment model. Yeah. the apart- That one in the back is clearly a fake because it's a woman. Women live in apartments. We're- Not in this apartment. Women ride This by. apartment is 100% gross bachelors. What? No. It's totally gross bachelors. There's plenty of... Uh, all gross bachelors hot- all the time. No, there's plenty of hot, attractive single women riding motorcycles, living in apartments. Living in teeny little scummy apartments wanting to, for their motorcycles. to have unburdened sex... All the time with their boyfriends and their many open-minded girlfriends at the same time. Chuck, 
what, what color is the sky in your world? <laughs> this is total gross bachelor apartments. No! Gross look bachelors, that. top to bottom. Look, it's nice and clean in there. Yeah, it's also made of cement. Well, yeah, that's, uh, that's a style. It's modern. Gross bachelor modern. style. No! Look, there's... Join us in the disgusting bachelor apartments. Look, that's... Well, that's concrete, too. Yeah. Uh, that's just the second floor, though. I'm sure uh-huh. the, the first... I mean, look at the diagram. The first floor had, like, nice wooden floors. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. And look, it's swoopy. It is swoopy. It's very swoopy. Chicks would totally dig this. Uh, no. Chicks? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I'm not buying it. It's modern. No. Japanese chicks. Mm, no. No, gross Japanese bachelors. I want to live there. You're kind of gross. Shut up. It could work. Look at that industrial sink. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm, yes. Ooh, and then nice and concrete. And the range. And look, they painted the concrete in the one spot. That's nice. The one burner range. That's classy. Yeah. Yeah, and the stainless steel things so that basically you can hose out your apartment because you're disgusting bachelor. That's actually bigger than some of the counters of apartments I've been in in Japan. That That's bigger than the one I used to have in my state's apartment, but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of a motorcycle-based apartment. That's I mean, cool. I mean, look at that. And, well, in terms of efficiency of space, it's hard to beat because a motorcycle's small and you don't really need a big garage or anything like that. And you can still have in- interior parking. That said, I don't know. I can, I can only see this being like a single-person place. Well, there's a lot of single people in Japan. Yeah, I suppose that's true. <laughs> Marriage and birth rates are down. The angry salaryman gets on his bike and he's like, I'm going to work! You know how much it costs to park a car in Tokyo? I don't have any idea. It's fucking insane. I mean, I know like Chicago. And, and like, you have to park far away from where you live. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm seeing. I'm starting to see the appeal. Although, I mean, a scooter you can fit through a door gets you about the same thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But this is like designed. Purpose. Yeah. Here's the other problem. Purpose I see. Oh, the, the walls are all curved. Yeah, they're world the walls. Where do you put open. furniture and TVs, which are square? Uh, do you have a weird curved couch? I mean, I guess it's a sad bachelor apartment, so all you need is a chair. Never mind. You're good. In fact, beanbag chairs. This place is going for beanbag yeah, chairs. Most Japanese apartments don't have couches. Okay. Or sofas. Beanbag chairs? Uh, Especially the gross bastards. There might be a desk with a chair. Mm-hmm. Most Japanese people sit on the floor. Oh, okay. Uh, well, that's not a problem then, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the TV would usually be on a little entertainment center in the corner. Mm-hmm. They like cement walls, apparently. The cement wall, I'm, I'm wondering if this is, like, not habited yet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like, still in construction. That's why it looks like this. I'm thinking it's all cement all the time. That's weird. Yes, it is. Ultra modern. See, that's cement. definitely under construction. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe it's not all cement. Because it doesn't really look like people are living in it. No. Japanese people do have furniture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of a sort. <laughs> Little beds, maybe a love seat. Uh-huh. And a tub and a shitter right next to each other. And wait a second. I just realized something. What? The tub and the shitter are on the first floor. Yep. And the windows are clear. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, neighbor. <laughs> Going out? <laughs> nice to see you. <laughs> well, if it is all a bunch of scuzzy bachelors. <laughs> yeah, dude, nobody cares. He opens his window. He's like, dude, 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 throw me a roll. I'm out. Come smell this. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, my God. Can I come over to your place? <laughs> I can't. It's this tiny apartment. I can't stay here any longer. My bike won't start. <laughs> the air is too thick. I'm moving to Japan. <laughs> wow. So uh, I got a story. Mm-hmm. I had a panic stop on the freeway. Today. Uh-oh. It was one of those weird things where everyone stops. Everyone stops dead for no apparent reason. Yeah, so I got <sighs> on it. it. Broke the rear wheel loose a bit. So hmm. I just kind of skidded. Yep, you know, yep. Swung a little side to side. I didn't... Uh, 
overreact wrongly in the other direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And that's, you know, got me thinking about brakes. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the Versus does not have ABS. Yeah, which is a shame, but, you know, it keeps the price down. So on one of the Versus forums, guys were talking about what they could do. Mm-hmm. And somebody posted up a link to this thing called the TCB. TCB brake system. Total control braking. Performance. Yeah. Okay. So essentially it's you put on a bolt onto the brake mm-hmm. that has an air bubble. Air bubble? Yeah. I have tools to take air out of my brakes. So it adds an air bubble in, pressure increased to the calipers, causing wheel lockup and out of control conditions. Uh, Without the the thing. Without TCB, pressure's increased to the calipers, causing wheel lockup and out of control conditions. Hello, you want pressure to increase. So your brake responds. That's called braking. That's what makes it stop. With the thing, it's uh, you have like a. It's supposed to. It looks like it. What it does is it adds wiggle room to your braking. It adds slush, is what it does. <laughs> Fortunately, the Strom comes pre-equipped with uh, slush master calipers all the way around. Well, there you go. So if your brakes are too responsive and too high quality and have too much feel on them, you too can add slush with this completely dipshit item. <laughs> wow, I really need more slush in my brakes. That would be great. That yeah. Would improve my braking somehow. Yeah. yeah. Listeners, let me make a suggestion. Practice. God damn it. TCB <laughs> system does not allow air into your braking system. It just creates a place where air can live and create the slush that air and braking systems makes undesirable. I think what they, they called it was controlled compressibility. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> it's slush. That's all it is. It's adding slush. No, there's slush in your braking system. Great. Thanks. Or you could practice just saying. Yeah, yeah. Brakes which are super responsive and bite super hard are also the ones that have really good feel because the motion of your hand is transferring very efficiently to the front. Incidentally, the Ural's new front brakes with the new pads and those Brembo's, holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But the Ural needs more help going than stopping. (laughs) Well, it needs lots of help stopping too. (laughs) Well, stopping fast, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It'll stop fast now. So you're not impressed by the TCB idea? I think it's a completely idiotic idea. Mm. You know what it is, is frankly, it's like, oh, well, my brakes are too strong and they totally scared me. That's because you suck at them. Mm, I'm just going to throw that out. That's because you suck at brakes. Yeah. I read a a magazine article with a guy who was Mm -hmm. essentially saying the same thing. You just – why are you adding air to your brakes? That's just – You're putting – you're creating slush in the braking system, which is not what you want. You're going to decrease feel. You're going to decrease braking effectiveness. All you're going to do is compensate the fact that you are ham-handed and don't fucking practice. I wonder what they're doing with these braking tests. Automatically increases riders' ability to brake any shorter distance in both regular and panic stops by as much as 20% to panic stop at speeds from 35 to 55. Bullshit. TCB system helps modulate your braking system. Demonstrably bullshit. <laughs> Until modulate braking system helps make it less responsive. I almost think we ought to buy these and just try them. I, fuck, dude. I, I don't want to spend money on these idiots. Could we send it back? I don't know. Maybe. They have a lifetime guarantee. Gives you a feeling of more range in your brake levers. That's called slush! Ooh, what if we tell them we have a podcast and we'll review it for them? Oh, boy. They're not going to like our review. <laughs> Specifically designed for motorcycles and ATVs without analog brake system because an analog brake system will take the extra slush and it will be fucked up by it. <laughs> You're pulling your hair. This is this awesome. This is making nuts. It's so stupid. Oh, I'm going to contact these people. Traction control my ass. No, this is like those old BMW brakes, the original analog brakes, because they don't brake. Look, there's testimonials. Testimonials. We are excited to have Rogue's thumbs up. And the full idea, I had an unexpected opportunity to really try my brakes when the car pulled out in front of me. They were great. I am not going to take it off. I like it. <laughs> He's uh-huh. uh, Sturgis Hall of Fame, Freedom Fighters member. Photojournalist. Photojournalist. Dude, learn to brake. Seriously. Photo industry consultant. Uh-huh. Yeah, learn to brake. 
MP uh, MPN News. It works and remarkably well. It seems hard to believe something relatively simple and inexpensive could actually simulate an ABS type braking system. It doesn't simulate an ABS type braking system. It just doesn't brake very well. We need to get a set. I, <gasps> I want to get a set. <sighs> I want. I, I want to get a set and have you test it. More slush. Add slush. Install at the master cylinder. I wish I had this when I was racing because I'm a goddamn idiot. <laughs> Oh, oh my god! Okay, I'm writing these people. We're, oh, I'm going to get Christ. Oh, better than ABS? No, it's not. I wonder if I could get them on the show. I have this naturally on all of my calipers, and it's not that good. I gotta tell you. I wonder if I could get them for the show. <sighs> Christ. Oh. Wow, and they don't offer on you. You have to call them to order. They don't let you online order. Uh huh. Of course not. Because then, then you'll you know. Yeah. Eighty bucks a caliper. <laughs> 80 bucks at slush today oh my god oh. oh i love this idea people buy this i want to get behind this idea people buy this i want you on a bike with one of oh these oh god i hope no no risk 105 percent satisfaction guarantee on end user purchases it's that good the biggest safety and vision sentence since the helmet okay here we go uh, 100% satisfaction guarantee. So that means we can send it back. Yes! Oh, my God. We're doing this. Oh. Yes. Oh. This is going to be awesome. Uh, I can't wait to see you on one of the, on this bike. Yeah, watch. I'm going to get on and be like, these are amazing. These are amazing. <laughs> oh, wait, no. It did give me more, more lever motion. <laughs> more lever motion without braking is bad, kids. <laughs> my energy transfer is not so hard now, so I don't lock up my brakes because I didn't fucking brake. Bucket. <laughs> oh. I'm writing this down right now. Call T. <laughs> ah. What are you doing? Ah. <laughs> Bashing my head against the desk to try to forget this. <laughs> oh. Yes. Look, once have, you try them, you and your loved ones won't ride without them. Yes, we will. They've got reviews from Custer. Cruiser Customizing, Thunder Press, HD Open Road. How funny that none of these are people who are actually interested in performance braking. They're all cruiser guys. Yes. Yes, they are. Cruiser cruiser guys love performance. (laughs) Yes, they sure do. (laughs) Once you try them, you won't ride without them. It's because your bike will be in a ditch. Damn it! Because your braking's pattern was twenty feet longer. Look, they've got—they can match every bike. Of course, they can match every bike. It's a bolt with an air bubble. <laughs> there's look. There's technical info and facts. Does not allow air into your braking system. No, it just creates the same thing. It's totally sealed. <laughs> oh my god! It, 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 it introduces give in your your braking. You don't system. want give. <laughs> Imagine your car's suspension without shock absorbers. There would be no flexibility. Now with the shock absorber, it allows flexibility. So that you can get a big ham hand and it won't squeeze quite so hard on the calipers. Yeah. There you go. Why practice when you can make your brakes it, shitty? It will it will smooth out the high and low spots the on your full brake Nighthawk experience on your modern <laughs> brakes. Enjoy. It'll smooth out the high and low spots on your brake rotor. Oh my god! Uh, we need to. We need to go. This is. This is. I'm getting stupider looking at this site right <laughs> I, now. I am. I am buying this for the straw. Can the TCB unit fail? Only in as much as it might not work. In which case, you're better off anyway. So no. <laughs> oh my god! 
It can withstand 4,500 PSI. We accidentally gave you a bolt that doesn't have our dipshit system in it. Well, my braking feels pretty good. I'm going to just edit this part and send it to them and ask them to come on the show. Oh, my God. This is awesome. Oh, I will tear them apart. This is awesome. They'll be like, you don't know anything. I'll be like, I have tools to take slush out. I have an erection just thinking about it. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, please, can we move on? Yes. Uh, uh, next something topic. nice. Something my, enjoyable. My day is a Billy. What? <laughs> my day is a Billy. Okay. As a Billy. Yep. Over the weekend, mm-hmm. I uh, needed to go take the thruxton down to have it safety inspected mm-hmm. so I could register it. Sure. Okay. I got up in the morning, and I was like, you know what? Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Put on a pair of jeans, throw on a hockey shirt, put on a pair of sunglasses, a backwards cap, and I got on the verse, on the Thruxton. For real? For real. Just and to see sneakers. What it was like. Just to see what it was like. Okay, so so describe the Billy experience. Uh, I didn't like it. Was it windy? It was really windy. Yeah. And chilly. Mm-hmm. And stuff hit me in the face and my hands. Uh, I had yes. no gloves. No, wow. And I was wearing sneakers, right? Uh-huh. It's, it's, something hit my hand on my knuckle, and then something... Yeah, you've got a little, like, wound there. <laughs> I can see that's kind of scabbing up now. Yeah. And something hit me in the face. Great. Uh, it hurt. <laughs> I can imagine. The only time it appealed to me at all, two times, two things okay. appealed to me. Yeah. One, I got on the bike and just went. Yeah, that, there's something you said for that. That's convenient. Got off the bike and just w- walked. So and it's great when you're not on the bike. Well, the one time it was great on the bike was at lights. Oh, and you were moving. <laughs> and I wasn't moving, yeah. Then it was just yeah. like, oh, this is nice. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is kind of pleasant. Or the yeah. five, to, you know, between the zero to... 15 mile an hour range uh-huh, okay. that was that was pretty nice did you uh, did you ride up and down State Street maybe stop at the Chevron I did stop at the Chevron and I, I leaned against the bike and waited mm-hmm. cool um, did anybody show up a couple guys old guys walked by saying you know nice bike uh-huh. no, no girls talked to me oh that's too bad uh, I didn't have to carry my helmet around anywhere yeah and yeah. when I got to the inspection station I kept being paranoid because everyone was saying ride safe and I kept hearing that as you're an idiot you're gonna die <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy Chuck. Yep, Chucky. Wow. Chucky. Chucky. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, you're braver than I am. I'll ride like around the block without a helmet, and by the time I'm around the block, I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. I went from my house up to uh, the the Jiffy Lou place on mm-hmm. uh, Highland and 94th to like mile ish, a mile ish, couple miles ish. Yeah. That's why I was just like, well, let's try it out. Let's try. See it out. how the other half lives. I don't like like I don't like life right now, anyways. So let, let's try go. it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. We'll just. just <laughs> Get me out of the grill of an SUV later. <laughs> hey, uh, can you come pick me up? Yeah, can you bring a shovel? <laughs> and maybe some bandages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just, uh, the whole wind in your hair face thing. Not actually good. At speed, I'm just not seeing that as a great idea. Mm. <laughs> I, mm. I lo- and, and it's, the wind is so fucking loud. Yes, yes. Why? That's, uh, I just... That's what it's like when you're not inside a helmet. Hey, I'm I'm wondering these guys get on the freeway, man. And it's a good point. Yeah, no, that's just afterwards? not. Yeah, that just can't be good for you. I mean, hearing damage is permanent. Not to mention if one of those rocks hits you while you're on the freeway, or uh, yeah, a bug, or a tiny piece of sand, or, or anything. Yeah, no, going up Highland, you know, going up Highland. Yeah, I mean, you were you were on secondary roads where the speed limit's forty, and you yeah. have a wound on your hand from being hit with something. Yes. <laughs> yes. 45 was the fastest I went. I bet. And, uh, <laughs> You're like, this isn't much fun. Nope. I'm just like, man, it's really loud. And, you know, even with the sunglasses on, my eyes kind of hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And no girls came up to me at the gas station. So, yeah, so obviously it didn't work. It didn't work. Maybe. Oh, you know what you didn't do? You didn't have your helmet uh, buckled to the back seat. Oh, didn't the kid drop the ball? I was looking for a rider. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice work on that one. Oops. Way to screw it up, Chuck. Yeah, all I had were old dudes and the hipster. You're the worst me. Billy ever. <laughs> you are the saddest excuse for a Billy in the world. I tried really hard. Yeah, it didn't work. I, did, I don't have a Corona tank top. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe that was your problem. Yeah, I need a Corona tank top. Can you imagine how cold that would have been? Yeah, because it was kind of chilly. Yeah, it was freezing ass cold. <laughs> It was a little chilly. It was cold. It was windy. I didn't like it. <laughs> Apparently, I'm old. Yeah, go figure. <laughs> Billy's take note. Uh, other thing. Oh, the, the Versus has an odd smell uh-huh. when I run it for a while. Yeah. I can't tell if it's oil mm-hmm. or plastic. And it seems to be coming from the rear. Oop. I do see some oil stain-ish things on the exhaust can, uh-huh. which so- would get hot and maybe yeah. be the smell. Where would it be coming from? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I need to do an oil change on the bike. Uh-huh. I'm thinking of taking it down to just have it worked on because it's still under warranty. Well, I mean, you might also just go under and like start feeling around and find yeah, was, wet oil. That, that would was, be the easiest thing to do. I was looking around the motor and I didn't see any. Well, you're not going to be able to see it very often. You okay. have to feel for it. Okay. When you find it, you'll know. But it, it, sometimes you have to kind of get under things and swipe, swipe the bottom of the surfaces yeah. and see if you can find where there's damp oil. Okay. That usually means it's dribbling from there. In the Ural, that's the uh, bottom in the Ural, half of the engine, roughly. In the Ural, you just look for a pool. Yeah, well, then just remember, <laughs> just remember, if it's leaking oil, that means there's still oil in it. There is. I, I, I've got the sight glass. I looked. It's, mm-hmm. It still had plenty of oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a weird smell. Yeah, that's peculiar. Could be something plastic sitting on the exhaust or some sort of – it doesn't have, like, beauty panels or anything weird like that. No, so it, it only seemed to start after that first service. Hmm. So I think maybe there's there must be oil dribbling somewhere. Yeah. Something's not quite right. Uh, let's see. Last up, we've got the International Motorcycle Show season upon mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do I'm, this in the winter so we can all go and go – <sighs> yeah, I'm going to try to go. Okay. Either Long Beach mm-hmm. or I was thinking trying New York because I've never been to New York. Really? Yeah. And then New York got hit by Sandy. Yeah, I'm thinking New York's not the best choice now. Yeah, New York's going to be at the end of January. Yeah. But I'm still thinking that might be too soon. Could be, yeah. So Long Beach in December might be where I go. Cool. And that, you know, go down and see my mom mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yep, yep. I'm excited to see it. Could be fun. Could be really boring. I don't think it'll be boring. I don't think so either. I guess I, I'm, I'm I'm jaded about trade show kind of stuff. Yeah. Quite honestly. I mean, I'm, I have always enjoyed like E3 or car shows, the international car show here even. Yeah. Which is kind of small beans compared to the LA one. Sure. But I like them. I like one of the shows. Yeah. I, I always like OR for about two hours and then I'm sick of it. Hmm. You can go take pictures of people. And- SIGGRAPH back in the day when computer graphics was cool was cool for about the first three hours and then you get bored of it too. Jump on bikes, sit on them, mm-hmm. you know, buy stuff in the... the Rub yourself sh- against them. The sh- buy stuff in the shady vendor room. Mm-hmm. Like shady maybe I'll, I'll buy some TCB bolts. Oh. Oh. Uh, oh. 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 What, what year's your Strom? Oh, five. I totally know what I'm getting you for Christmas. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> Fuck yes. Oh, God, I hate you. I got to write this down. Oh, I hate you forever. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm installing them in your bike when I get them. They, they might not fit. <laughs> I have to call them and, and uh, consult with their, their expert technicians. I'm going to find out how to change your fuel injection system. <laughs> <laughs> and put a resistor in line. 
<laughs> I will build this device so that you're always in lame gear. Christmas gift for Todd. Oh. It'll be the perfect... It'll be perfect. Ah. Listener mail. Listener mail. First up, we've got uh, this picture from Mike of Kid Hackers. <laughs> That's fun. Hey, that could be our kids in a few years. Yeah, that could be our kids. Hey, neat. Yeah, I like it. I like the plan. Mm-hmm. Like we got, we got, we got a sidecar racing team in the making here. <laughs> Kelso sends us pictures of gravy and beer. Yes, well, you know, gravy and that's beer. that's you know that's uh, a good use of a a top case. That's clearly more than the uh, what was the beer bag twelve a uh, twelve pack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the beer bags, <laughs> complete fucking amateur hour. <laughs> this is completely full of I don't even know what that is. Canadian beer, I think so. Some sort of weird Canadian beer. Yeah, and the gravy picture, of course, is if you got gravy in Canada, it can only be one thing: poutine. That looks pretty yummy. Poutine's delicious. It doesn't look like it fit through a hose. Probably not. We'd need a special hose for that one. Mm-hmm. Something with pressurized air. Extra big hose. Pressurized poutine. Hold still. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kelso. Mm-hmm. Now I want some poutine, man. Uh, let's see. we got a mail from Thomas. Thomas writes, I'm in a quandary and really would like to get your professional thinking on this. Boy, did you come to the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> so my friend lets me keep his 09 Buell Ulysses XT in my garage for the 10,000 mile service that I'm performing. Had it here since September. She's now at 11,800 miles. That's quite a service. Magic. After <laughs> seeing the bike, my 13-year-old son wanted to start riding on the back. On September 8th, we got him a full set of Dainese gear, new icon helmet, and so forth. He loves the Buell. Very good for passengers. But when I ride her, it's just a motherfucking vibrating shaker on my hands and foot pegs. It's pretty smooth when you're bombing along at 80, 85 miles an hour, but that's about 10% of my riding. The sheer weight of the XT has been another issue, but based on the guidance of the podcasts, I need training. I've signed up for bike bonding and ARC. Wow. Looking at some other classes later this month. I love the riding position, very comfy, but maybe want slightly lower pegs, but that's it. Priority is to have comfy and secure passenger areas, because my son looks at every bike thinking about his space. Liking the V-Strom 1000 and or the 98-01 Viffer. That's the Gen 5, right? Mm-hmm. They are both available for 4,000 to 3,500 in my area, all clean looking. Actually, my ideal is the Moto Guzzi Stelvio. It speaks my language for engine, riding position, and torque. $10,000 for used, I'll hold that thought for now. That Let's might that might be splitting Gen 5 and Gen 6. Hmm. I think 98 might have been the last Gen 5. Really? Okay. I think Gen 5, I think that sounds like Gen 5 to me. I don't know. Gen 5 is where they had, for those who aren't Viffer geeks, that's where they were fuel injected, uh, but they didn't have yeah, the, the VTEC, VTEC yet. Yeah. So uh, it's a highly desirable era. Maybe 98, 99 might have been the last. I want to say the 01 had it, but I could be I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the V-Strom 1000, the old favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the funny thing is, he's the Moto Guzzi, Moto Guzzi Stelvio. That's the one Charlie kept pitching to me to get for as a torque. Bike. Except the Strom's as fast or faster than the Stelvio. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that Stelvio has a 1200cc engine. Stelvio is a Guzzi engine, which is absolutely awesome and sounds kick ass and sounds always mechanical, my kind of bike. Mm-hmm. I agree, it totally speaks, but in power wise, it's not too different from the Strom or for that matter, the Viffer. Charlie was pushing hard for me to get it to Stelvio. Yeah, mostly because I think he wanted to try one out. Yeah, probably. He would probably burn his knees on the cylinders, though. He has long legs. Yeah. Uh... But, you know, I got to say, for a passenger, the Strom 1000 sure is pretty ass kicking. I mean, yeah, you got a lot of experience with a passenger. I got a lot of miles with a passenger. I think the Viffer would be fine with a passenger, too. Mm-hmm. Um, You'd have to do a little more work to set it up for it i think yeah and you'd want to get you'd want to get an aftermarket seat you'd want to get that for the strom too yeah realistically yeah um shaking on the buell that's 
part of the charm. Welcome, welcome to the Buell. You get uh, bar end weights mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. help smooth out the grip shaking. I never found it to be that huge of a problem with the shaking. I thought shaking. it kind of vaguely hilarious at idle, but otherwise not really. Yeah, noticeable. at idle it lights, but not. I, I don't. I mean, maybe you want to yeah. shift up more sooner. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, mm-hmm. I don't really remember it being that much of a shaker except at lights. Yeah, that was kind of my take on the Buell is it Which shake, is, shake, shake, shake. And as soon as you actually get going, it just smooths right out and you're, yeah, you're yeah, in motion. Yeah. And so. for canyons and mountain roads, that bike is Thing rails. fucking awesome for it. Great. It's better than the V-Strom. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Viffer would be cl- closer to the Buell mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the twisties and the Strom, I think. Yeah, I would say so. The the Buell's handling is like a quicker Strom. Yeah, by and large. yeah, it's definitely more sport bikey than the Strom. Yeah, very much so. Because um, it's he's got all that centralized low mass, low mass, so, yeah. and smaller wheels and all that. Good it stuff. loves that shit. Yep. The Strom, although, does great for just about everything. So yeah, and the Strom's much better off road and way cheaper and easier to work on, and bulletproof. Yeah, I mean, you could probably get some cheap. Buell Ulysses now. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting parts. <laughs> yeah, that's always kind of a thing. Yeah, the the Gen 5 Viffer, the V-Strom 1000, the parts are like falling out of the sky for those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if you do a Viffer, then you're you're definitely just looking at... Sportastic. Yeah. Sporty, sport, sport, sport. You go the Strom route, you know, you've got your adventure touring if mm-hmm. you want to do it. Yep. I, mean, I got to say, actually, the reason I picked the Strom, I looked at the Strom, I looked at the ST1100, I looked at a whole bunch of different bikes. Mm-hmm. We actually picked the Strom because the passenger accommodations were so good. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's a lot of nice room for the passenger on there. Their legs aren't all scrunched up below them. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to sit right against the rider. Mm-hmm. So it's actually an extremely good two-up bike. Okay. Just in general design. Uh, the Stelvio is cool, but again, 10K. <sighs> yeah. So I would he, – he's got to ask himself some more questions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I think the best bet might be to butt test with the kiddo. But if he does that – Buy Ulysses. It's going to be the strong. Get one. Get a Ulysses. Strom. Keep them alive. World Stromination. Fuck Todd. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, maybe why not a Versus? Well, you can't have a passenger on a Versus. Fuck you. <laughs> You'll get in the way of the styrofoam backrest. Shut up. <laughs> no, really, why not a Versus? Really? Really? Oh, he doesn't, I can't think of any particular reason, I mean, honestly. Not get my seat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, don't get the don't get don't the fall get my, forward seat. Don't get my seat. The Versus well, no. really need a custom seat. The, yeah, the Versus needs a custom seat, and my custom seat is specifically for one person. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, yep. You can get the same seat from Terry Adcox for two people. Mm-hmm. I just got it for one mm-hmm. because I ride alone because I'm cool and mysterious like that. Baby, I'm like the wind. And he needs a place for a start. Shut up. Backrest. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, if he's thinking about CC, because he's, he's basically naming higher CC bikes here. Yeah. You know, you got the Versus 1000 now. Versus 1000. You could do a Strom 650, which sits power-wise between a Versus 650 and a Strom 1000. Yeah. And, you know. You could do a Versus 650. I, I would say, yeah, go take a look at the 650s, Versus and Strom. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, he's yep. talking about engine and riding position and torque. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, go get a test ride on these smaller bikes. Totally. Because I don't think you'll be disappointed. No, no. The, the Strom 650 is quite capable. The Versus is quite capable. You just have to row faster. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> but that's it. I mean, other than yeah. that, the awesome bikes. Yep. And he's got a 13-year-old son. The kid can't weigh that much. Yeah, exactly. So. Can't weigh that much unless he's like a fat kid. Yeah. 
Sorry, Thomas. Awkward. <laughs> uh. <laughs> we better go on to the next letter. Sean writes, hey, guys, I love your podcast. Of the 17 or so different podcasts I listen to every week while at work, yours is my favorite. When does he actually find time to work? I don't know. <laughs> my wife and I are both year-round riders here in Seattle. She rides a V-Strom 650. Not that it's a chick bike or anything. And I ride a Guzzi Quota 1100. Actually, I've been riding her Bend at 1200 since my bike broke down somewhere in the middle of Oregon last summer. I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, been meaning to ride the two of you for some time now, but got to keep this short. Mostly wanted to pass on this YouTube video if you haven't seen it yet. So this appears to be some sort of Sons of Anarchy spoof with guys riding around on darky little scooters. With uh, ape hangers. <laughs> yeah, I think these are actually supposed to be stand-up scooters. Oh, wait, yeah, because I see they're they're straddling the... Here's a, guy, here's a guy on a concourse looking at them. He's like, wow, you're dorks. You see how they're sitting on them? Yeah, yeah. With the, the seats between their legs. Yeah. You see the seat sticking out where uh -huh. their dicks should be? Yeah. <laughs> you're there. They're really excited to be on scoots. I can only assume. Now we're in a gas station. We're wobbling up, and we're going to fight this other group of people. And I like his things. hair. Yeah, yeah. That's clearly Opie from Sons of Anarchy uh -huh, character. Yeah, uh -huh. They're going to fill up a whole... Whole half gallon. <laughs> I want to see them get on bikes again. Because I'm pretty sure they're... they're, 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 they're no, it's time for plot, Chuck. They no. have to have plot. He's, in, he's whacking off in the gas station. <laughs> I hate it when they do that. He just pulled a clump of human hair out from underneath the trash can. Yeah. They clearly went out of their way to replicate the clothing of the sins of it. Why is he putting chest hair on his... What? I have no idea what's going on here. This is awesome. Yeah, I... Uh, I this yeah. is so awesome. Here's an old white guy and ninjas and a car and a tourist station wagon. Wait, I want to see them get on the bikes again. Run, run, Billy. <laughs> oh, get them. Oh, we're getting away with get, paint look, and, yeah. and scooters and room. The, the seats are in their stomachs. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeedy. This is are those a things? movie. I don't know. I think there's some of those little, like, not street legal scoots you can get from AutoZone. Okay. That's cool. It's a strange piece of movie, that's for sure. Was he? Did he have a seatbelt? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just waiting for some real motorcycle gang to come up. These guys wearing rockers on their backs and then just kick the ever-loving shit out of them. Uh, the, the closest they get, looks like, is the guy on the concourse. The guy on the concourse is like, wow, you guys are dorks. Could a real motorcycle gang ride slow enough to... I don't know, actually. It's a good point. Beat these guys off. When the guy in the concourse looks at you and says you're a dork, that's bad. I just want to throw that out. There's no excuse for that. All right. Well, thanks, Sean. Thank you for that. <laughs> what did you learn this week, Todd? I've learned that there are things much, much worse than we are for dorkiness. I've learned what I'm getting you for Christmas. <sighs> That's all we have time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd. I'm Chuck. Right safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent. So I must admit, and so far I've never endorsed any product in my entire life, apart from everything in the Tourette catalog. I'd like to take this chance to encourage my American cousins, and you all are, even the Mexican ones, to buy some wheelnerds.com stuff. I'm going to go online, I'm going to click, click, bang, and get myself a, um, a willnerds.com sticker. I'm going to stick it on my top box, and it'll be there uh, for the rest of the time, until my bike is inevitably consumed in flames. <laughs>